And now, the podcast that talks about the dark side of sexuality and brings you topics that you don't talk to your mother about. It's time to open your mind and welcome to Behind Blue Eyes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of the podcast that explores the dark corners of your mind. Behind Blue Eyes, I'm your host for today's exploration, Eddie Kramer. I apologize, it's been a few weeks or a month since our last podcast, but I promise we will do more and more and more. Love to hear your feedback, so keep on sending those notes and emails and everything else that you can attach to. Twitter is a good way of communicating with us, so please make sure you reach out to us with new topics or ideas or just general feedback of how you think things are going and what uh, maybe you want to hear about in the, in the near future. Today's episode, we have Jesus. That's right. Jesus has come down to us to talk to us about things. Actually, no, wait, it's Jesus Morningstar, quite different from the Jesus. Today, we have a fascinating story from a guy that came from a very conservative background and went through conversion camp and other things to prevent him from being his true self and kind of his exploration into that world and all of the trauma and things that's happened in his life to become who he is today and how he's growing. Fascinating story. I think we'll have a follow-up with this one. Always like to have Jesus come back many times. <laughs> that was a joke. Was it funny? Are you laughing? I don't think you are. Okay, without further ado, we have Jesus Morningstar. Good evening, everybody. We have a Fabulous guest here, and I would call him fabulous. Hi. Oh, yep. There it is. <laughs> the hi already. When did you even start? We have Jesus Morningstar here. Jesus Morningstar. First of all, how the heck did you come up with that name? Um, I think the people who know me probably can agree that I am, I don't know. I feel like it speaks to how my mind operates, but also how I believe like, I'm always the devil's advocate for a lot of things. I don't believe in a yes or a no answer. So I feel like I'm always, like, battling for the opposite side that everybody else is. Um, and, well, Jesus is because I still have faith in something that a lot of people usually don't. Well, that was freaking deep. Sorry. No, that's good. That's, that's interesting, <laughs> actually. You have a very sultry sexy um, vo audio voice, by the way. <laughs> you do. It's yeah, pretty hot. <laughs> okay, so let's get Anyways. into some basics here. Um, uh, how old are you? I'm 26. 26. Yes. So you've been around the block just a little bit, but I barely got my feet wet. I'm kind of, yeah. <laughs> okay. What about your sexual orientation? What sexual orientation? Um, I think I am... I think I usually say I'm gay with some demisexual tendencies. Okay, a couple. I'm gonna unpack a couple things there. <laughs> so first, you said I think, which means you're not sure. Is that I don't correct? Think, I don't think we should ever be sure of, okay. of our sexual orientation. I feel like it evolves. I feel like it changes um, just because of how much you accept yourself at the moment in time that you live in. True. Okay. Yeah. That's very deep and heavy. So what about <laughs> demisexual? What the fuck does that mean? I'm attracted to people. Like Okay. Um, well, I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about types. And his feedback was like, I think you're just attracted to people who are nice to you and kind of treat you right. And I'm like, yeah, 
Kind of, basically. <laughs> so it's very much like what's in my mind, like what's in their mind, and if I kind of click with them, it kind of never really matters what their sex orientation or identity is. Okay. I dig that. Yeah. I really dig that you called me your friend, too. That was nice, too, because <laughs> I was the friend, <laughs> or still am, I suppose. I don't know what weird, you know, whatever. Okay. We'll go past that. So... I actually thought that I was that type also, where it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a guy or someone that's transsexual. It doesn't matter. I'm just attracted to the person. It could, I could care less about the biology of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer not men to be too much female, feminine. That's, I guess, a preference for me. But other than yeah. that, even on occasion, that, that will flow. But in any case, I thought that was pansexual. So what the hell is the difference between well, pansexual like, well, and demisexual? Well, pansexual, it's like you still have genders in mind like like you're still looking at like and and this is my perspective and what have i've learned like i don't want to be incorrect because you know that's okay this is your or all offend, your opinion. or offend anybody in the pansexual community um <laughs> so politically correct i you know i'm a millennial what can i say <laughs> that's true you are a millennial um i just think it's like where where like i'm not tied to gender like Obviously, like I am mostly like I'm gay. Like I, I'm very attracted. Oh, to girl, men. you're gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like from the way that I act to the way that I, uh, you know, I am definitely more attracted to men. Um, but there are several. There, there are once in a while, like a female, somebody that identifies as a she/her or they/them or don't identify as anything, and non-binary fluid that I've been attracted to. So it's kind of just depending on, like, if they're nice to me and <laughs> and we get along. Like, I feel like other than that, then everything else comes after. <laughs> you have a slick remark. <laughs> no, I don't okay. have a slick remark. All okay. I can think of is the one word that would encompass that entire fucking monologue human millennial (laughs) stop it such a millennial okay i think i'm i think i'm too conservative to be put under that type of stereotype uh you still got that flavor man oh of course i I do which is not a bad it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing that's for another maybe another segment but uh, I, i do have some big opinions on that good and bad Tell me a little bit about your background. Where do you come from? You are Hispanic male. I am. Yes. So that's, see, that's a loaded question. So where um, do you come from? Not so, okay. So um, physically kind of place. Right. W- w- again, this My is family, anonymity I come, if you want to, whatever yeah, you want. I am an American. Um, yes, I may not be white or Caucasian, um, but nope. I, I am a Mexican American, meaning that my both of my parents were born in Mexico, and I am a first generation American. Um, Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you, that's and I'm very proud to be both Mexican and American. Yeah, um, it's a good mixture. Yeah, I'm from South Florida. Okay. Um, very different part of the world than where I am currently at now. Um, and I think that's uh. I come from a very religious background. Yeah, so let me let's talk a little bit about that real quick. So, 
your uh, parents were they conservative, liberal? Were they like talk about sex things all the time? Oh no, no. <laughs> Tell me a little um, bit about your background as far I, as your parents. <laughs> my parents goes. are as conservative as as they come. They have be, they have become quite liberal. I use that really? very very lightly. Um, uh, we didn't grow up in the f- in the exact denomination or how they identify now, um, but growing up, I grew up uh, in a couple different denominations. For those who know the Christian world, there are different denominations. Um, there are, yes. Um, kind of grew up a little bit more Nazarene. Um, then after that, Pentecostal. Nazarene, um, it sounds like, is that based on a uh, location of Nazareth? Or no, just a um, it's just people who, um, it kind of, there's like a long history behind it, but essentially they're a little bit more conservative um, than Baptist. They're more conservative than Baptist. Baptists still believe that once you are saved in the Christian faith, you are always saved. Um, oh, no. So in your religion, it's... It's very you always much have to keep on proving it. <laughs> it's, not it's, a, it's not a one-shot it's definitely deal. It's a ticket you can lose. It's oh. a ticket to heaven that is That's a very fucking much bummer. returnable. Okay. Or um, they can confiscate it. Um, it's very much along those thoughts. Um, and then my parents went into the Pentecostal church, specifically independent Pentecostal church mm. after that. Okay. So that you grew up with a heavy, strong religious background where yes. your parents questioned everything you did and said. and Basically. <laughs> so you're demisexual. I'm going to just take that statement away for a second. I'm going to okay. just call it just gay, gay for yeah, now. Okay, That's fine. So at what, what age did you find that you thought you might be gay? And what was that moment? Because I remember the moment in time wow. in my life where I knew I was bisexual. And I was like I... five. Yeah, I mean, I think the first memory was me in the playground at... Obviously, it was very different, and it was not sexual. um, But it was... I mean, I was like maybe three or four, and I was in the playground. And I remember I really, really wanted to play with the little black boy in the the playground. and all I can think about is I really just wanted to play with him. I didn't want to play with anybody else. Uh. And when I was playing with him, I thought the world was as best as it could be, as my four-year-old mind thought and it was. And how four years old? Yeah, four years old. Okay. I think it was pre-K. I, I bet you that's the time where people kind of realize something's not right. Yeah. Because you start to learn about sure. what boys and girls are for and what's sure. marriage yeah. and Yeah, especially and, and when... Obviously, the way I grew up, you know there is a difference between men and women. Yeah. Um, as soon as we were, like, we were taught our basic morals and, our, like, our basic manners, like, everything was very much leaned towards men were separated from women and they were the opposite sex and we were supposed to be attracted to them. Right. And, well, that just never... That kind of clicked in me a little differently. Didn't click right. <laughs> it didn't click exactly how my parents thought it would have. <laughs> so tell me about your first experience that you had with a guy. When was that and what happened? How'd that happen? Um, 
I think my first positive experience with the man was definitely in high school. No. Okay, positive experience. Yeah. So you had um, an unpositive experience. I do. Which I you can do. talk about it or not. I um, to yeah. You. No, I'm. I'm totally. I'm totally um, down with talking about it. So I tell me your first sexual experience. My first se- sexual experience. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It wasn't that great. It was a negative experience. Um, and it was by somebody who took advantage of the fact that they realized that something was a little different with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that happened at a very young age. It happens around the age of, I believe it was five or six. Um, and it progressed for a couple of years, unfortunately. So that, Is someone that you knew? played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Family that, member? No, no. No, just a friend? It was, it was a family friend. friend. Okay. So unfortunately, that played a huge part in, um, in, I guess, the way I grew up and my sexual struggle. Because... It wasn't until high school, even even college, that I, I kind of hated, I hated myself and I hated men, and especially gay men because gay men harm me. Right. Yeah. So so that person was gay, or at least in the closet. Sure. Yeah. 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 In yeah. a very destructive way. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my perception of men who were attracted to men. Plus your religious background to enforce that correct thought process, and it was very enforced. And our my perception of the gay world and the LGBTQ plus world, LGBTQIA plus world, whatever the <laughs> fuck that is, we're all fucking Sorry. humans. That's what matters. Um, we should just call it humans. That whole exactly that whole yeah. world um, was completely demonized for me. Um, just the way, like, I mean. Just as far as I can remember me having affection towards another boy, I can also remember me hearing in church that that gay people were going to hell and gay people so were So when you were in unhuman. this church, right, that you went to, did they specifically okay. say that gay people will go to hell and um, there, Trump is now <laughs> our new God? There is... Um, unfortunately, people have distorted um, the what I believe is is, like... A historical document, and people tend to use it however they want to to please their ways and support their their own insecurities. Mm. Um, and I believe that's what they've done, and that's what they did, unfortunately. So they definitely misquoted a lot of things and misused a lot of things to talk about certain groups. Right. And of course, back in the early two thousands, um, late nineties. They were just coming out of the 80s, the whole talk about HIV and all of that, you know, was very Yes, I lived in that world, brother. Um, I was that... Let me me stop there for a second. (laughs) Think about this. Yeah. It it was... I remember uh, Mr. B. Right. He was our health teacher. And he was one of those health teachers who walked around the classroom and had extra fucking tight shorts on to show his big, enormous cock... And then he would lift his one leg up and start talking <laughs> about sex and stuff. So that is ingrained in my brain. Not only that visual of it, but it was wow. if you have, have sex, especially gay sex, you will die. Yeah. Literally, that's what they told us back then. Yeah. So that stuck in my brain for 30 years or something yeah. like that. It's crazy, dude. And I mean, I guess my I was a product of like that cemented into churches and that right it was yeah like 
It's like, yes, like it like was God so, is giving them what they deserve. Yeah, like God is giving them what they deserve. Um, our church is very big on judgment. Um, oh, kind of like you reap what you sow type deal. Sure. Um, so like even specific people in our churches, like I would not say the entire church as an identity said it or publicly said it, but there's specific people in our church. Like I remember growing up kind of just saying, it's like, well, the Lord punishes those who sin. So almost like HIV and being gay and like all of that thing was almost like, well, that's their punishment. That's right. Um, So I kind of grew up in that state of mind. And obviously with the negative sexual experiences I had at such a young age, I kind of grew up to be a really good, a really good homophobe. Right. (laughs) A really good homophobe. Um, It's pretty crazy. Like didn't realize up until my 20s how much of a homophobe I was. Which was really sad because... So did, is that what repressed you from coming I think, out? Yeah. Oh, of course. I um, Ever since a young age, I had like a really strong sense of faith in, in God, in the, what the Bible calls God. Um, and I identified as a Christian at a very young age. Like I remember just being so... Like I remember being in elementary school before I like was truly a believer in faith and a believer in Christianity. Um, and that has always played a big role in my life that always played a big role in my identity. Mm. Um, so at that time, that's what I thought I had to do. Like I needed to be straight and I had a lot of really good supporting, supporting evidence to support the fact that I should not be gay. Which is hard. Which, Oh, it's, it's you're fighting. Kind of you're fighting your your biology and everything you desire yeah, and want. Yeah, I'm fighting everything. Like it's absolutely terrible. every single thing that I know, I have to fight. So let's step back to mm-hmm. not the bad time, right? Tell me your first time that you met somebody that made you tingle all over. Um. Ooh. <laughs> I think. Uh, shoot. Honestly, it it was high school. And how old were you, think? Um, it, it was senior... Was it... No, it wasn't senior year. It was junior year. Okay. Um, it was... 16, 17, somewhere actually, around there. Mm, it was probably sophomore year, actually. Sophomore year, it was in... I was in a really small charter school. Uh, my freshman year of high school, and I was kind of sick of it, so I kind of fooled my parents into sending me to public school for oh. sophomore year. The devil um, schools, of course. The it. devil schools yes. are the big schools because that's where <laughs> evil lures and all that great <laughs> stuff. Um, but like, I totally remember kind of just being in like sh- showing up to a public school my sophomore year, like mm. a lost, and being in Spanish class. And I remember... Uh, Espanol? Yes, mm-hmm. I do speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Quite fluent. Mm-hmm. Um, being in Spanish class and this boy behind me. Oh, like, hello. Was it behind me? A couple seats behind me. Automatically was just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm like, oh, oh. why do I think he's cute? Like, oh. everything, like, just everything kind of just fluttered. You know, the whole girly nine yards. Not girly, but emotional nine yards where I felt flushed and everything. Um, Tingles all over. (laughs) Tingles all over, butterflies in the stomach. Um, 
And I hated myself for it. Right. Yeah. I remember that was the first time. So you felt and, guilty. Oh, of course. Yeah. Full guilt. Full guilt. Did um, he give you a smile or something or a wink? Or was he there was a an touch? asshole. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it wasn't even like it was jackass. a good thing. A complete jackass at that moment. Um, it wasn't. I ended up reuniting with him later on in life. Um, really? Yeah. Um, How much sh- later? Did a couple months. A couple months into public school, my okay. grades went to shit. Okay. Um, I was like going through it. Like I was like, I'm in this new place. Like I felt all sorts of cocky. Free. Um, so mother did what mother does and took me back <laughs> into charter school. <laughs> oh boy. Pulled me from school. Said, Nope, you are not doing this. Um, went back to charter school. It wasn't until senior year that I yeah. finally went back to the same high school. Wow. And he was in my AP Spanish class again. No kidding. Yeah. Serendipity. Things are meant to it be was, what they're supposed to be. It, it's definitely now that I realize that... Um, what was his name? He played a big a big role. He won't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might. Um, I still talk to him nowadays. I might tell him to listen to this later. Okay, don't say it then. Yeah. That's fine. Um, was he a white boy, Hispanic boy? He was Hispanic. He Hispanic. was Hispanic. Yeah. Okay. I think for, I think he was, you know, I'll call him, I'll call him Juan. Juan. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> generic. You could have said well, no, 20 it's, different it's Hispanic not a names generic, and it would be the same. You, Jesus, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really understand him. Miguel, I, you wouldn't understand the reference. Okay, I was thinking of Juan Querendon. I have no which, exactly. idea what you're talking uh, If anybody knows Spanish, you know what that means. No. <laughs> Juan Valdez. <laughs> I know Querendon, him. He makes the coffee. Like, that that guy that kind of everybody thinks is cute in school gets okay, gets yeah. everybody in Spanish we Sparkly kind of refer them eyes. like re we refer them to El Juan Querendon. El Juan Querendon. Querendon, like Querendon. everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. Yeah. So um that was him and we kind of just ended up reconnecting and I think he was the first positive sexual experience, which okay, at that well, time was you jumped right ahead there. So Tell me the first time you made out with a guy. What was that like? I would assume that's him. I mean, I've made out with people. Okay, but he was the him. one. Um, he was the first one that I actually felt good things from. Um, right. um, like I've had like I've had other experiences other than than the negative one after, but I don't honestly remember thinking much any of it. He is like the first positive one that I think of. Okay. Um, and I mean, that was just like all of the so mixed emotions. Like I felt like I had done the worst thing in the world, right? and there was nothing better than that. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like, oh my god! Like there was, I had just literally sent Jesus from heaven, recrucified him, and sent him to hell. Wow. And I had never felt any damn. Better. Yeah, damn. <laughs> That's a good time right there. It, no, it was it was definitely it's it was very it was very PG thirteen. It wasn't R. Um, Did you have oral sex? Did you have anal sex? <laughs> um, we never actually got to anal sex. So you had oral sex. Yes, and that was good. Yes, <laughs> good with a smile. Yeah, it, it was pretty great. Um, I just like you know. We were both in high school. We were both seniors in high school. So you just, I mean, any relationship or whatever that was, was high school. <laughs> so True. You're in love for it. I mean, it, like, 
It you was can think about those times, times, how much you would fall in love with somebody else yeah. in, in a minute. You'd have a, I, I remember I had a dream about this girl, Jennifer, and in the morning I was like, I'm in love with this girl. She's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like, I was crazy. Your hormones are so pumping. In such a short time, like, I'm a very emotional person, which you know that about me. Extremely emotional. Yep. Um, it's that gay side of you. <laughs> it really is. There, I think there's more than just being gay, but um, that plays into it. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I was just head over heels for him, and he was fantastic, and he was, like, such a good... He was the beginning of a long process of acceptance, so would you consider him your boyfriend? Did you have a boyfriend with your boyfriend? Um, or just a friends with benefits or a guy you hang out with? Was he gay too? Yeah. At that point, he hadn't come out yet either. Okay. So he was in the closet. You were yeah, in the closet. Um, he came out. A lot out, of closets. Yeah. He came out shortly after. Okay. Um, he came out shortly after. Um, he was in a total different background than me. His uh, his parents were supporting and whatnot. Oh. Um don't know how that So you feels. didn't tell your parents <laughs> that you were having a boyfriend. You had a boyfriend <laughs> at that point. That was tricky because um, at that point, I was dating a girl. I was in high school. So you school. were a cheater with a girl, um, on a guy, no, with a guy. No. Um, Did she know that you liked men also? No. I was oh. extremely, at that point, I was living a completely double life. Okay. Um, it was That was the first time that both worlds... Almost emerged. Okay. Um, they almost merged, and they so you didn't. felt like so in that time period, you felt like there was two worlds. One oh, was yeah. your gay world, um, and one was your straight world with your religious family. Of course. Do you um, feel that way now? I no. It, no. In my mind, I do separate them just because. Um, for my own sanity, when I deal with my parents, I feel like I, I'm stepping into a different world. Mm-hmm. However, in my mind, they're no longer a separation. Okay. Um, but that's a <laughs> years of therapy. <laughs> but therapy um, helps everybody. It, therapy is literally the number one medicine I recommend for everybody. It's like, talking to somebody without judgment. Yeah. And it's like, like a medication, but it just helps. To and mind a lot of the it. times, you just need to talk it out. And, and figure out you are not the only psycho in the world. You're not even a psycho. You are just human. Correct. Um, so that was, a, that was the first time that those worlds came together. And it was really interesting. Um, and it, unfortunately, it wasn't how most people expect it to be. Right. Um, at that point, I was dating a girl. Um, I was very much involved in my church. Okay. I was one of the youth ministers Whoa. at a very young age. It's always those youth um, <laughs> I was very, very always um, involved in my church. I loved going to church. For me, it felt like an escape. For me, it was like just something really good. Um, I always kind of viewed the positives of that religion at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, could be meditating too. Just yeah, quiet it was. Space. It was really nice. However. It was also very tied with a lot of negative things. Um, and I was a pretty honest person. Like, um, I remember at one point I was like, oh, my God, I like this kid I just met. I can't be with my girlfriend anymore. Right. Um, so I ended up breaking things up with her. Um, Did you tell as her As soon as happened? I met him. Or just oh, said Oh, of I course don't... not. Because, oh, okay. I mean, that would, that would mean a lot in my church. Sure. Um, however, mm-hmm. my parents did catch on because 
I invited him over to study. <laughs> oh, I bet you were studying something, boy. Um, <laughs> and well, they, they caught on pretty quick. Um, there was a little bit of time that overlapped that I was so, dating her. So, wait, you skipped over that part. That Sorry. part might be a little interesting. So tell, <laughs> so tell me what prompted them to be concerned or maybe give them the red flag. Um, I, I have probably pretty good gaydar. It's probably like industrial <laughs> size. Um, and I, there's I'm, such I'm a pretty, big ping from gay. you now that you're very fucking gay. I'm very gay. Put makeup um, on your eyes there was and never, they was There was never a time where I didn't, like, I, I always knew I was different. I always acted different. Um, but I was so into church that it almost helped me mask it as a sensitivity for like God just made me emotional and God made me this way. And, and there was obviously a lot of things that I do now that I did not do back then. I wasn't so dynamic with my hands. I wasn't so (laughs) outspoken. I was definitely a lot quieter back then. Um, just because the fewer things I said, the less people might not might know. Right. Um, but I feel like that's like everybody before they come out of the closet. Um, Who's the first person you came out to? My sister. Yeah. I mean, my sister for sure. They're yeah. probably like, like, shit, like middle school. And how did that happen? We were just talking. Like, m- me and my sister um, are super close. We were, we were super close back then. We were super tight. Like, my parents were very um, isolated people. So it was just me and my sister growing up. Mm-hmm. We knew everything about each other. Um, whatever happened in school, we knew about it. How and old is she? Close to your age? Three years younger. Okay, so pretty close. Yeah, no, I I I love her to death. Um, and we just confided in each other. I never really like. I kind of just told her I thought this guy was cute, and she was like, "Oh yeah, me too." Like it was never a like a uh, yeah. like a. I think I'm gay. It was more right. of like we just understood each other. So you never said those words to her. Um, I did later on. It was more of a like I, I think I have a boyfriend, <laughs> and then she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I have one." And she's like, "Oh, oh, what's his name?" And you know, it was just yeah, a very much it didn't like matter. a no. Of course, it didn't. She like, just knew. we looked at we we looked at each other with like. Brothers, yeah. we just love each other. It doesn't I mean, we just loved each other. Then I've never. It's unfortunate really the world doesn't work that way now. Yeah, I wish. I wish my parents took a different perspective on it. Um, so, how did you come out to your parents? So, at that point in time, um, I was kind of just discovering. I was in. I was what I thought in love with this boy. Like I had mm-hmm. all the feelings. Oh, um, yeah. At that point, once she opened up the gay jackbox, like <laughs> <laughs> it just like. <laughs> Spilled out. Just spilled out. Here you know? we all like, come. I just like, you know, just started feeling, um, as we say, started feeling my oats. And well, uh-huh. <laughs> um, they quickly caught on because uh, quickly I, I was. The study sessions were a little too long. The study sessions were a little too long. I was staying after school a little bit too much. And uh-huh. that's what happens when they give a senior in high school a car and expect them to be straight. Right. <laughs> um, um, that's I true. went to the gym for more than an hour. Like, <laughs> you must have worked um, out a lot. <laughs> man, you know. Um, 
so they caught on very quickly, and I think at that point they contacted the pastor. Oh. Yeah, at that point they contacted the pastor, and that's when we had an intervention. You had an a literal like you walked in a room there was a bunch um, of people there how it was did that more go down of a, it was more of a like i'm my parents spoke to the pastor about i guess their suspicions <laughs> <laughs> like as if they never ca- catched on quickly i was like they didn't catch on about other things but they caught on about that um well, now it's serious he's got a yeah, boy now it's serious um <laughs> So it was more of like a conversation I had with the pastor. Like uh, the pastor was very involved in our lives um, yeah. in certain churches like that. The pastor is... Is the pastor married? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, he's very much involved in the lives of his people and the people in church. Um, he's almost like, and now in that tradition in the church that I grew up in, we called them the angel of the church. Okay. He was almost like... So very high up. Very like he, we, we knew he was human, right? Um, obviously he he was one of us, but he he was basically our guide. He was our literal pastor. Wow. He was he was literally our guide. He, to certain aspects, controlled most of our lives. Sounds like a cult. <laughs> I think about that now, and yeah, well, you know, you um, it could have been, it could have been, um. Other people definitely do say it is, but I mean, it could have. And, you know, it was more of a conversation of, is this what you're feeling? Um, oh, wait. Okay. So how did this go down? Did your parent, there, there's, I'm missing the My whole parents section. don't talk about stuff. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. So my parents did don't you, communicate. Did you get all get in the car and you drove to the, no, par- no, the pastor? No, 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 no. What was, happened? It was very much uh, several nights of my parents getting extremely upset having questions and me shutting what, down what being were they a teenager. Like, where were you? And I was like, oh, so just I was at the gym. And, and yeah, okay. and I was like, it was like, it was like, were you with your friend? And I was like, what friend? And I was like, Brian, he's just a friend. Obviously, me still being in a closet, me being right. 18 and okay. highly scared. was like, he's just my friend. He's just my friend. Okay. Um, a lot of... A lot of arguing and a lot of nights of me screaming at them and them screaming at me. Um, But they were never able to really ask me. They were so scared of the fact that I could have been gay um, that they couldn't verbalize it. Um, So at that point, I just... Um, I like I always shut down. Okay, so you so you argued with them and it didn't. It really get didn't anywhere. lead to anything. So so um, so literally. So did the pastor come to your house or did you go there? Actually, I, actually, yeah, he did come to my house. Um, okay, he said he texted me and he was like, "Hey, I wanna like let's have coffee together." Okay, and I'm like, "Okay, cool. I know what this might be about." <laughs> um, <laughs> Parents kind of called um, you in there. Yeah. Right? So um, it was just me and him. Where did you did you go? Um, like a Starbucks or? Yeah, we kind of just grabbed coffee and then we kind of okay. just talked in his car. Um, okay. And it was very much a conversation of like, how are you feeling and whatnot. And for us, it was almost like a, you never lied to your pastor. Your pastor is is mm-hmm. is you, you you don't lie to your pastor. Right. So up until that point, I had been. Mm-hmm. So that was my breaking point where I kind of just like. I, yeah, I like him. He was just like, so you met this boy? And I'm like, yeah, he's my friend. <laughs> and then he's just like, do you like him, Alex? Like, do you like him? Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. 
Um, and it was very much more of a conversation of he's like, he was almost understanding to a point. However, it was very quickly turned around. Uh-huh. It was very much as like, he wanted me to be comfortable enough to tell him to yes, admit it. To admit it. Yeah. Um, but then it very much became of a conversation of, this is a path you can take. However, um, I remember, like I vividly remember him telling me that it's a very lonely path. Wow. It's a path that is very lonely. Um, it leads to destruction. It's very sad. Um, it's not what it seems it is. Like, Oof. It was just very much demonized and reinforced at that point that mm-hmm. if I was going to come out, um, it was going to mean it was going to be a lonely road. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that. Um, however, my mind understood it. Like, I physically in that moment, like, didn't understand exactly what that meant. Um, but because I knew what that coming out in my community meant, mm. I knew it was going to be lonely because oh. I would almost literally have to leave my church. Wow. That up to that point is my family. So that's interesting because the way I was thinking about it was the negative side of him convincing you that you're going to feel negative being that way. Yeah, but, no, it, it, it was definitely reality, that way. In yeah. your mind, though, it was uh, now I'm going to be lonely because my society that I live in. Yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very much, uh, I'd like to say I'm a people pleaser. I definitely am. Yeah. I, I admit my faults. Um, it's not always a fault. <laughs> but like, I love human connection. I love talking to people. Um, the best friends that I have, they're literally like, they know my life. Um, so I'm very much about my community and, and having people around me. Um, a lot of it was because um, I was thought to believe that I couldn't yeah. be have a community and have mm. family yeah. if it wasn't my church and if it wasn't my parents. Right. So, like, I was scared. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, that was my community. That's my family. Like, I can't leave them. I can't do that to them. Right. I can't. Like, I'm going to be alone. Yeah. And it, it seems like an option because my feelings for for Juan at that point were so strong. Mm. Like I was just like but I really do like that him like I never man. I've never felt this way before. No. And obviously, you know, forever. everybody when they come out it was like that. And which at that point like I mean what we had as a rel- like it wasn't a relationship but like the fun we had I guess was short lived. Sure. Uh, I mean it's high school. Right. Uh, um it was a gay relationship. She you know it was short lived. <laughs> it's like three days short gay relationship. Right. Um, but it was it was just one one of those pivotal moments where I was just like like do I do it? However, at that time I was like not. I wasn't. I wasn't like I wasn't ready for the world. Right. I wasn't ready to be on. My I don't own. think it was ready for you. No, and I mean, like I would have had to leave. I remember at one point running away to my cousin's house because right. my parents were, we don't, we don't have gay children in our house. Right. Like it's, you don't, if you don't follow our rules, you're not in there. Anymore. You're, you're not here. So my first idea as an 18 year old kid in high mm. school was like run away Yeah. and called my cousin and stayed with her. And, yeah. um, but I was forced with the reality that I'm still in high school. I don't have any money. 
my parents were my source of income, so it was really hard. So to kind and you and you were constricted by that. Yeah, and I was constricted by that, and it's my family. Again. Like I shouldn't yeah. leave my family. No. I should fight for my family, but that means that I had to change. Did you ever tell your parents that you were gay? Did you ever actually say that those words? Um, not until I was about. Not until I was. How long has it been now? Not until I was twenty. Not until I was 24. And how did that go down? Well, well, I, I went to... I'm, I'm assuming Juan's not in the picture anymore. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> at that point, when, when I told the pastor in, in, um, in high school, mm-hmm. um, that was my first coming out, I called it. Um, right. um, I like... I was very much like, no, I, I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to do this. Like, I want to be... I want to be saved. I want to be a Christian. I don't want to be lonely. I want to be with my family. Um, that's I want where, to be in this cult. <laughs> that's where almost what people name as conversion therapy. Um, in my in my life, it played. It doesn't play exactly as like for like people that know or heard of conversion therapy, like boy raced or anything as drastic as that. Um, but it was very much. I had to learn how to be how to be straight. So you went no. to conversion therapy camp? No. Was I it a camp? It was not, no, it was not. Okay. So um, it, was a, it was a slight version of it? It was, no, it, it was Did very... Did you go somewhere? No. Okay. Um, at that point, they were just like, okay, so like you made the commitment. You don't want to be a sinner. You don't want to be this. You don't want to be that. You have to like, you have to devote yourself 100% to Christ. You have to devote yourself to God and that means you have to hate that part of yourself because that part of yourself is destructive. You're admitting that that part of yourself is destructive and you don't want that part of yourself. So you pray, you pray the gay away. <laughs> so did so, this go for? Um, it went for almost a year, almost time. Shoot. No, um, I mean, it was so right. So did you go to like classes or um, was it I just spent a lot of time with a pastor. Um, I oh, couldn't. along with the pastor? Um, yeah, we kind of had like Bible studies. Okay. Um, I went to every church service. I was not allowed to participate um, because I had confessed to having dealing with the sin. Uh-huh. Um, so I wasn't allowed to participate. It was almost like a disciplinary not until I become whole again can I participate. Mm. Um, so I went to every church service. I did special how, fasting. How did they determine when you're going to be whole? Um, I guess when I told them I was. Did they put a picture <laughs> of someone like, uh, I don't no. know, Brad Pitt in front of <laughs> you? Not, and if you it's not smile, that was it? No, it wasn't like that. Um, it was very much like I had to pray and in, in, in almost Were you literally praying like, Gay away. Oh, of course. Like I was. What were the? I hated myself. Say? No, like I hated myself. Okay. I wanted. Um, it was very trauma. I think it was almost more tra- traumatizing. The fact that it was just like you have to tell God, like you have, so you have to, to tell want God it. that you're gay. Like you have to want to ask God to take it away from you. Okay. Um, it was very traumatizing in that aspect because sure. like. You almost, like it had to be a desire. It had to be a genuine desire that you no longer wanted to be gay. Um, 
And who decided this? Like when, what was there like a when, quiz or? When I no longer wanted to, when I. When you stuffed it down so deep that you couldn't feel it anymore? Yeah, basically. Fuck. That's um, hard. It was a little bit. Um, at that point, I thought I was doing the right thing. And Were you forced to date women? And no, no. It, no, it, it, it was not like that. that. No, okay. I was not forced to date women. Um, we definitely believed that the right women will come along. Okay. <laughs> Eventually. Even if, it's a, even if it's a man in drag. Exactly. And I was like, Lord behold, I'm attracted to women. Sure. When they're in drag and pulls out dick, sure. <laughs> have you had sex with a woman before? Yes. Full yes, sex? Like mm-hmm. penis yeah. and vagina? And how did that experience go? Um, Not bad. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> um, I did have relationships. I had a couple relationships after that with women. Okay. Um, Were they like test relationships, see if it works, or are you really just connected? One was, okay. um, and then the other one didn't know that I considered it a struggle. Okay. At that point. Okay. Um, so you that weren't was open the last to girlfriend I had. Huh? You weren't open to them. Um, they considered it as a struggle. I viewed it as a, a struggle. A struggle. I believed it was a struggle. So you're... Gay part of you is a struggle. Is a struggle, yeah. Is struggle with God pulling you up and it's a struggle. The with devil pulling you down. Yeah, yeah. It was wow. a struggle. Um, so at I that wonder point, why it's bound up so tight all the time. <laughs> Jesus, I know your 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 whole podcast is about like you know like extremely openly sexual things, and I'm very like no, not oh, at all, man, no. not at all. Um, but it, I mean, like, yeah, like I mean it. Sex was great with women. It was fantastic. I mean... Have you ever had a three-way before with a man and a woman? I don't know. Wait. You don't know. (laughs) That's usually something you do know unless you're really fucked up. (laughs) There's a very depressing part of my life. (laughs) Oh. The slutty version. That comes out later. Yeah. I mean, hey. Um, During that time, I mean... After what I called therapy, uh, everything was just very toxic and very blurry. Um, So did you go on the deep side? So because you're so oppressed, it's like you had some opening. I would. It was almost like two personalities. Like Uh it was a literal struggle between two personalities. There was there was two Alexes, the gay one and the straight one, the one that wanted to love Christ and be with God, and then his enemy, the gay one. Um, so obviously with, when, 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 when it comes to, evil. exactly. Yeah. Um, so, which is why I picked Jesus Morningstar. Ah. You see that? Um, <laughs> he is the angel that got cast from God. Something like that. Um. I, I just watched the show on Netflix. I have gotcha. no idea what it really oh, okay. is. <laughs> um, but it was just very, uh, it was a very toxic time for me because I just kept sure. going in loops. Obviously, when we think about when, I mean, you know more psychology than I do. Mm-hmm. When it comes to people who almost develop two personalities, yeah, you end up going into cycles. Yes. Where one personality takes over, the yeah. other one takes over. Yeah. Um, so but I was, the full person doesn't actually become that person yeah. until you self-actualize exactly. and probably go exactly. to therapy. So, um, I did that for a good two, three years. Um, unfortunately, I was in those relationships with women in those two years. Okay. Um, they weren't, they were good relationships as I was genuinely attracted to them. Sure. Um, and I, like, I totally wish I was 
maybe could have done it again. Obviously, <laughs> you can. I probably can. Um, unfortunately, it was during a really toxic time of my life, and sure. I hurt them. Okay. Um, which is something I deeply regret. Yeah. Um, but it was just extremely toxic. It was extremely bad. I always went back between hating myself and giving in into the devil and mm. giving into temptation and falling from grace and picking myself up. But at that point, the church didn't know about it. Right. Because right. I learned how to hide it. Right. Um, do you consider yourself a church-going Christian now? Do you go to church? I'm not a church-going Christian. Um, I do believe in going to church. I know you have a cross every now and then. I can't, I can't see <laughs> I do. I, I wear he this does. cross. I actually cross. got a me- this at a missions trip, which okay. meant a lot to me. Um, I, I am a faith believer. I'm a believer in Jesus. Um, have I'm you thought, not... ever thought about joining a church that does accept? Yes, gay yes. Um, like I used to go to a Unity Church over in Daytona Beach, and yes, there's area, one. There's one in there Daytona Beach as well. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, went, I went to one in Daytona as yeah. well. It's beautiful. Um, it was there's a little nothing... too godly for me, but uh, I, <laughs> that's my. That's my I love that. Um, I mean, um, every single time I visit my best friend in South Florida, we go to an Episcopalian church. Yeah, that's another one. Episcopalians like are Catholic really light. nice and open. Yes. Um, are very nice Welcome and open. Welcome to everybody. Welcome to everybody. I love them. Um, it's like Miami Beach Shores. It's a, re- <laughs> it's a really nice one. It's a very bougie Episcopalian church. Yeah. Um, but I love like it. like the bougie. You know. But um, no, I definitely am very faith-centered. I still have a strong belief in Jesus. That's good. Um, the gospel. Keeps you, and keeps you oh, your moral center. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't it matter what center. sexuality you are. you got no. your moral center. And honestly, like... Finally, truly discovering the Bible for for myself is what led me to come out. Um, I went to a Bible school and I went, I was in ministry and studying the Bible and studying ministry. And that actually is what pushed me to come out. And it's what kept me honest. So it's what really kept your moral balance. I, at one point, um, at one point I was extremely dissatisfied and I knew I needed to change something. Um, and I made the step that I was going to go. I was going to go into ministry. I was going to go into studying the Bible. Yeah. I wanted to know what the Bible said. I wanted to know if God really hates me. Um, if the Christian God really hates me. Why didn't you stick with the ministry? Um, instead of a completely different. Obviously, I couldn't finish it because I had to drop out of college because I okay. was really, really broke. <laughs> well, that happens. Um, I couldn't afford the loans and I couldn't afford, you know, being in college and working full time. Sure. Um, it was a very expensive school. Um, I think at one point in my life, I will go back and, and finish whatever I started in ministry. Um, I, I found out what the Bible said and turns out, God really does like me. <laughs> what I believe is God really does like me. <laughs> so it was it was pretty cool. Really cool to find that out. I, I, that's going to be your tag. Found out that God really loves me. <laughs> that's a good tag. I found out the Bible said. That God really likes me. He really does. I think, um, like, the truth... The truth will set you free. Um, and that is your truth. Um, and I believe my relationship with Christ is as personal as my relationship with anybody. And I've kind of developed that sense and perspective mm. in my faith when it comes to Christianity and when it comes to specifically Jesus. 
um, without all of the stupidness and ridiculousness that happens in what we have in the Western church. It's quite wacky from time to time. It's, it's, I mean, it's the same church that led me down a path of destruction. Hmm. So, Well, I have two further questions for you. Okay. What advice would you give your younger self with the knowledge that you have today? Um, lie to them until you get to a safer place. Ooh. Yeah. I wish I would have... Um, there's never a right time to come out. However, in my situation and looking back, um, I probably wouldn't have confessed to my pastor that I was gay. Yeah. Um, I probably would have kept pain. it. I would probably should have kept that a secret mm. until I was able to get out and, you know, finally be completely free. Because mm. the other path kind of led me down a path of a very toxic very toxic couple years, several years. That's heavy. Yeah. So what advice would you give the world, anyone in the world? Um, regardless hey, of what Jesus's, you believe in. Jesus's morning stars <laughs> advice to the world. Um, regardless of what you believe in, whether you believe in Jesus, whether you were brought up Christian, Catholic, same thing. Um, any tradition. Unless you're Catholic, which I grew up. It's yeah, not the same thing. It, it, it's... <laughs> There's, there's in a history sw- and w- big swing variation, but that's yes. a whole other podcast. That's a Carry whole on. other podcast. Um, it doesn't matter what faith tradition comes in. Um, I think good is within you, mm-hmm. and and that's just going to be suppressed if you are not one hundred percent honest with yourself and the world. Like, I think at this point, I would rather, I would rather have. Everything I have, as little as I have now, to everything I could have had, had I taken the other path. Wow. Yeah. So be true to yourself. Yeah. Sounds like the lesson. Though. I mean, it's the lesson that everybody that comes out tells you. <laughs> be uh, true much. to yourself. Um, Sometimes it takes time for that. But to don't re- like like it. don't give up. Don't don't give up and don't give up. Never surrender. No, like you don't. And you don't you don't have to leave what is valuable to your life to be what to be the person that brings value to your to life okay yeah. so uh jesus thank you very much for this thank you interview <laughs> and i hope you come back again because i i have a feeling there's a big gap in here that we missed up quite a few things and there's i'm sure people would be very we, interested in hearing missed. about yeah okay. i mean yeah whatever you want to talk about we can Thanks definitely lot, talk Thank you for listening to another episode of Behind Blue Eyes. I'll have another great episode coming to you soon. Make sure you check out our website, xxxbehindblueeyes.com, where you can find a blog, past episodes, and other goodies. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure you subscribe, tell a friend, and please give us some feedback. I also want to hear what you have to think and maybe some future episodes you want us to get into. I'd love to hear your feedback. It's always good to hear from everybody. And, of course, make sure your vibes are charged, you have plenty of fresh batteries, and explore one new adventure before the next episode. Peace and love.